Hey, welcome back to the Inappropriate Feedback Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby B. And on this next episode, I invited Bob Spoljarek back to talk through my first backpacking trip. If you remember the podcast we did before this, the Appalachian Trail 101 episode, we talked about Bob's uh, first trip on the trail and he went through some of the things he's learned and the changes he's made to his backpacking trips. And now we're going to talk about my first backpacking trip on the Appalachian Trail. Just one night, not a big deal, uh, but it was really a good time, Bob. Uh, took me out there and showed me the ropes. So we're going to talk through that today. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, so now the red light's on. How's this here for your warning? Violins. We had to change subjects here. Devil went down to Georgia? I don't know. I just pulled that up. Uh, Yeah, it's Charlie Daniels Band. You don't know this song? I do. I just didn't know who sang it. I put in backpacking music. I think this works for backpacking music. Yeah. It's a good song. You know, the player too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These headphones make music sound way more awesome than it is. This is an awesome song, no matter what. I bought yeah, this. but a good good speakers, good. It can really change the dimension of a song. That you don't think? I definitely think, but I think nothing changes the dimension of a song than an experience at the same time. That's true. Yeah, like songs bring out or you know memories of experiences more than anything else. They do. I agree. And then if you watch a, there could be a song you could give a shit about. And then if you see it in a movie and a really awesome scene, it took 20 years or 30 years for that Kate Bush to uh, have any yeah. notoriety. Like she, she anybody made millions recently, apparently yeah, that stranger like things. Two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, song is playing everywhere. Part of everything. Do you think it even was on Spotify? Yeah. Or like, do you think people could have bought it? Some, I guess so. Yeah. It was a pretty popular song. Was it? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Um, cool. Back, back right. in the day, it was a pretty popular song. So, yeah. so we're doing a, a this is a follow up to our this last is a follow up to the last podcast where you drug me out in the woods on a school night. Well, the last podcast was the last one you've published, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, we haven't done one since. That was about uh, my first hike, but now you've had your first hike. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, uh, overnight hike. It was, a, yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was kind of like a sleepover. It was kind of very, it wasn't anything too complicated, but we did go, so we went on a school night, AKA work night. So we went, I think it was a Thursday. So Thursday, it was a Wednesday night, Wednesday night. And it was a quick hike in kind of see what it's like, camp out, practice, making food, practice the gear and just overall see if I liked it or not. Yeah. The goal was to, um, minimize the, the one of the goals was minimizing the away time mm-hmm. so we went pretty much after work mm-hmm. and we're out of the woods in the morning by the time that you needed to be at work we ended up getting your wife dropped us off mm-hmm. um and for me it's a weird feeling because i've never done that before so you've done a couple hikes where you get dropped off and the car drives away i've never actually been to that section of Lambs Gap Road. I didn't even think about that. What did that feel like? like yeah. You said it was a weird experience. It was extremely like, weird. It was like getting dropped off at summer camp and your parents drive away and you're like by yourself. It was a very odd feeling, right? So you put the backpack on, she gets in the car and she drives away. I've never been in the middle of nowhere without a car. Let's put it that way. Not that I can remember. I've never been just dropped off in the middle of nowhere without a car, like in the woods, in the mountains. I mean, granted, we could have walked a couple miles into civilization, but 
yeah, I put the backpack on. I'm like, oh my God, this is really happening. We're walking into the woods because in your mind, you have security. You already know you have shelter, you have food, you've done this before. You kind of know the rhythm, you know the trail. For me, I'm like thinking in my head, like, do I have everything? Do I have enough underwear? Like what, like, like <laughs> you go through all these motions in your head that I bring my toothbrush and uh, you probably prepared way better than I did. That's funny. I didn't even think about it from that perspective. And mm. I think a lot of people probably go their first time parking a place, mm -hmm. hike in mm -hmm. with the goal of hiking back out or to a car that's parked on the second end of the journey. Totally different experience I think having your car there. Because I did that. So I've gone on those little hikes by myself to the shelter and back mm -hmm. um, just to feel it out. My car's been there. Keys are in my pocket. Could turn around at any time. There's a bear. There's a, you know, I got I got to take a big giant like wet poop. I got to I run back to the car. Um, but this time it was like, this is it. We're not leaving here until tomorrow. And um, it was a super weird feeling. So how long did you, did you hold on to that? Like, how long was that in your brain? Because yeah. we, we, I mean, we we hiked uh, four and a half miles to where we. Is that the total? Uh, it was a little more than that. It was closer to five miles. It was like four yeah. four point nine or something. But how long? So I got comfortable. <laughs> well, how long were you like, like pulling that feeling around your head? Yeah. That. Oh, there's no car because like, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's not something I thought about at all. I yeah. just, because like you pointed out, I, it's something I'm used to and I knew where we were headed. And mm -hmm. um, I also had hiked that part of the trail before. I don't think you have from that direction. No, I had no idea where we were yeah. in relative. I mean, I had a, roughly an idea relatively where we were, but I didn't have any landmarks in my head to know where we were going, anything like that. So we just start, I think when you just start going, yeah. Right. And then I think I had my cell phone with me. So that always has like a, uh, it's like my whoopee. It's like my little yeah. security blanket. So I right. always know that I can just like Uber the fuck out of wherever I'm at. Somehow it's Finally. like a lightsaber or like you could pull it out if there's something that you come across. You're like, vroom, kind vroom. of like get me the fuck out of here. Kind right. of like the guy from, uh, what was that where he, he traveled in time and, uh, heck was that it was quantum old leap. yeah it was a quantum leap he could yeah. pull that little thing out like but they're they're resurrecting quantum. are they really yeah i just saw an ad better for not it. F it up yeah he pulls out that glowing lego thing yeah. and taps it so so once we start going and we were talking and uh it actually started feeling good it, there was this uh feeling of independence that kind of gets it kind of settles in it's like okay i got everything i need on my back like I got a shelter. I got a, I got some food with me. Uh, I got water, right? So I've got, I had more than enough water with me. And then you start kind of radiating out from there. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, do I have all these basics? And then, you know, in my brain, you kind of lean on, well, I'm with somebody that's done this. Right. And it's like, well, you seem, you, you feed off their confidence. And I would imagine people that if somebody's never hiked before and they just went out there like that, that's gotta be a bizarre feeling. By themselves and they're going to stay over i gotta say that probably does take balls um just on your own first time and being dropped off i didn't like i remember mm -hmm. the first time i was dropped off for a hike and i do remember i i didn't it's not like tattooed in my brain but since you brought it up similar to when music's played you remember experience i mm -hmm. remember the experience of well here we are and it was a much different situation we were further farther out in the woods and farther from home mm -hmm. but um i was with someone mm -hmm. so i can't imagine just being dropped off and people do it all the time just being mm -hmm. dropped off by themselves and then for the first time i don't know about for the first time i mean it'd be a good be a lot yeah it'd be a lot uh, at least for me and everybody's personality is different some people just have no fear don't care 
but in me, my brain is just like going in circles. But I, I mean, I felt once we started hiking and talking, um, I found myself as we did it, it just become more, it became more fun. It didn't become, it didn't go backwards. It didn't become more scary. It didn't like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like three miles into it, carrying that pack. Yeah. Like sweating and like my shoulders started feeling a certain way. And I didn't think of it a negative at all. I was like, this is fun. Like we have to get to where we're staying. It's like you have like, I would imagine you have these like goals, these landmarks. Like, okay, what do we do? We got to make it from point A to point B. What's next? Oh, you got to set up camp. And that's what I realized once we got there, which was super fun having everybody there already. Like, yeah. You have like a welcoming party. Yeah. It was cool that they were there already uh, for you and, you know, even for us. And plus you have met John, but you, mm -hmm. it's not like you've seen him a hundred times. So it was like you were reacquainted. I had never met Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like a brand, like it, it felt like the beginning of a reality TV show. <laughs> yeah. Like where the people naked, show up at the house. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the people show up at the house yeah. and uh, they're just meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. 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 It was, it was interesting. Cause I, yeah, like I've hung out with SAP a couple of times, like parties you've had or out for beers or something, but never in that environment and an environment kind of redefines your dynamic sometimes with people. And uh, who's the other guy? Chris. Chris. I, I mean, I've never met him in my entire life. So there is like a feeling out period when we, when we got there, you know, you didn't want to be, and it's interesting because it did give me perspective when people meet each other for the first time in those environments. Cause even like picking where we're going to put our tent. Right. I was like, well, I don't want to be the guy that like steals like the good spot. I don't really know these people. I didn't, I took what spot I wanted right away. I was well, like, yeah. you've done it before. Right. Yeah. Like, so, but there's this primal thing, right. We were just like, okay. I don't want to be the rude guy. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? Like you want yeah. to be cordial to each other, respectful. Um, and I just ended up like standing in the spot. I'm just started unpacking my gear and someone had said like, Oh, I guess that's, you know, everybody's picked their spot. And I was like, what was he trying to say? Like <laughs> I didn't give him a chance. Like, I don't know what he was saying. I think Luke said that, right? He, no, he said something real funny. He goes, he's like, so, uh, we're just going to cook dinner in the dark. I guess that's the plan. Right. <laughs> like nobody was doing anything. Right. <laughs> um, and then he brought a hammock. Yeah, he was like uh, Jansport in the last conversation yeah. we had. Yeah. He very much was uh, yeah. carrying a like Jansport-style backpack. Yeah. Big uh, barrel sleeping bag. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Underneath his arm. Yeah, underneath his arm. Yeah. I think he had a, a tie on somehow. Did but, he? Okay. Yeah, uh, but, and a hammock. And then yeah. I think none of us really expected that we were going to get the rainstorm the that we did. The downpour we got, yeah, which made it even more fun. I think I love it's rained every single time I've ever been out. So really, every time, every time, every single time I've been out, it's rained. Well, it sounds like I'm not bringing you next time because you're the bad luck. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was just talking to Jess about this the other day because we were driving through the rain through a farmer's feet, like by farms and there was cows mm -hmm. and she was like, do you think the cows like it when it rains or don't like it? Mm -hmm. I said, I really don't think they notice because mm -hmm. uh, what I can relate it to is the first time backpacking it rained. It's like, wow, this stinks. But now every time it's rained, mm -hmm. I don't even notice anymore. And it's funny cause it wasn't like at first I was like, shit, do we just all go in our tents now? Like what happens? And we all just kind of stuck around We kept drinking whiskey and you know, just talking and, right. uh, I don't know. It wasn't a big deal. It just kind of went away. Like you didn't even really think about it. And well, the, when the spiders started falling from the leaves, that was, that was a whole nother thing. But and the canopy prevents it being it like you're bad. really getting a ton. But fire helps. Uh, fire being the television of the woods. It's yeah. like, um, That's a good point. And then, 
still had stuff to do. There was conversations to have, all that type of stuff. So yeah, it was good. But before we got there, you had said about part of the way through, you were able to enjoy the experience versus like still going through the mental mm -hmm. checklist of what do I have, what do I don't have, mm -hmm. um, that type of stuff. Um, was there a point in time at all when you, you were like, man, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so there was at one point I, you know, sleeping in the tent and it's whatever I settled in the tent. I don't have my rhythm down with a the tent. There, there's like a whole rhythm with a tent. Like I'm realizing like, like, you know, bringing the dirt into the tent, there's certain kind of, uh, probably disciplines you do to not bring dirt in the tent or wet soaked shit in the tent. Like there's a way to create that invisible barrier from the outside in the woods and your tent for me at least like keeping my dirty shoes out and you know um you know like you had mentioned like have a different pair of clothes you wear in the tent than when you wear hiking you know, it kind of creates that more comfort inside your tent kind of situation i i think i needed to get used to that but just laying in the tent like the air mattress just wasn't my thing like i um the pressure points on my hips all this other stuff like i could feel it and i've been in that scenario before and it like the whole next day, like even like for days later, I was like limping because of the pressure points, just how I'm sleeping on the ground. Um, and I thought to myself, like, I don't even know if I want to, I don't know if this is my thing. I, I liked it. I liked the whole experience. I just thought to myself, I need to redefine my shelter. And that's what this was. It was practice. I, I need to redefine my shelter situation. I need to get better with that. I need to get more disciplined with it. I need to think about how I set it up. Maybe a thicker air mattress. Maybe, you know, w where's the line between suffering and comfort and the weight of your stuff, the things you bring with you. And I found myself going through my brain about that. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you just had the pad, right? The a pad and an air mattress. Oh, you did have an air mattress. Yeah. But you know, for, for me, I've definitely slept on things where other people could sleep on it and they're totally fine. And for whatever reason, when I sleep on something, uh, it totally screws my back up, my hips up, all that stuff. So like, maybe I just need to get used to sleeping on harder surfaces. I don't know. But historically for me, it, it bothers me more than the next person because I'll, you know, sleep in the same bed somebody else slept in at a cabin. And I I, I would limp for like three days just the way it affected my pressure points in my hips. And I'm a side sleeper too. I think that affects your pressure, like your pressure points versus a back sleeper. So are you a back sleeper? No. Um, I stomach sleeper more, side and stomach. Like I, Even when you're camping? I, yeah, I try to sleep on my back, but I just end up when I'm asleep rolling over. And um, when I wake up, I'm rolled over. So you feel fine. You don't feel any of that stuff when you wake up. You don't feel a little little stiff or something that lingers with you all day? No, not at all. But Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, I, I usually don't. Um, I'm a sleeping diva. I stretch a lot uh, normally, like throughout life. So I think that's that's a part of it. Um I think that the, another thing would be interesting to see with your um, back and sleeping is what happened after a day of hiking the next day. Yeah. Because I think that the activity, like having to muscle through the activity might end up being a better situation for you long-term. It could be worse too. It could, it could, I have no idea. could, could go either way. Yeah. I have no idea. So that's where I started getting into um researching just different opportunities for shelters that people have problems sleeping on and it was funny because it was like it's like threads with like 50 60 year old men yeah um where they have problems sleeping on air mattresses and pads and stuff like that it's just not their thing they've tried um it bothers them for weeks you know there's some people that 
claim the bottoms for years, which I mean, whatever. Um, so that's why I started looking into like different opportunities to like, what did those people do to get through it instead of like quit hiking? Like, what did they do? And did you, you get find into, any like, good the, scenarios? Yeah, you get into hammock camping. A lot of those people get into hammock camping. It's just sleeping on the ground, just their body position. So that's what I started researching. That's when I ended up buying that hammock system, that Haven hammock system tent. So it's like, um, did you buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried it? No, we're going to take it out Friday. I mean, I've taken out goof. Well, that's not true. I set it up at the beach. I set it up on our porch, like mm -hmm. those porches and I slept in it like for half a night. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was great. Um, I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Um, so it kind of re-energizes that part of my head where it's like, well, I can do this. You know, it's a, so the pack weight, when you look at it online, you know, getting the weight and stuff like that is, it was like seven pounds out the box. Right. And it's like, holy crap. Right. So at first I'm thinking, oh boy, you know, that's, but that replaces your tent, your sleeping bag or not your sleeping bag, your tent, your air mattress and ground cover pad. Uh, you know, you've got to calculate your rain fly into that. Um, and then, uh, so that's what I did. So what I did is I weighed the, the, the tent system I have now, which is a heavier tent system. It's on ultralight. So it was 5.2 bills that our father-in-law lent me. It. It's 5.2 of the stakes, all that stuff. You got to factor it all in. So then I went and this out of the box is seven, but I started researching it and I got it down to 5.4 pounds. And you basically, the carabiners they send you for this thing are like straight up iron, mm -hmm. um, the straps are really heavy. Um, and then there's these spreader poles. They're like tent poles, but they keep the hammock from like collapsing in on you. They keep it more of a square shape. It's really just like a hanging tent. It's really what it is. Yeah. If you ever see it, you'll understand what I'm saying. I've seen it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've You've seen like the videos or whatever. Yeah, I've looked at it. I've researched it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen this. So, and then I found a website that makes graphite or carbon fiber spreader poles that you can buy. Yeah. So that's how I got the weight down. And they make like a lightweight rain fly for it. So that's how you get the weight down to like 5.4 pounds or something. I thought, okay, it's not ultralight or anything, but this would actually make my experience more enjoyable and not like frustrating. So I don't know. We'll give it a try. I'm going to take it out Friday and I'd like to take it for like a three, four day hike and see if it's, see if it's what I think it is. So 5.4 is not bad at all, especially mm -hmm. considering that 5.2 was just your tent. Yeah previously yeah um not taking into account uh 5.2 was your tent and poles and stakes already yeah um it was your full tent um yeah. it didn't include your um sleeping pad um pillow yeah no. does, does this have a pillow it just has a this that includes the air mattress in it so and the, the air mattress i'm using is an insulated one right so they make a lighter one for the summer maybe 5.4 is with the non-insulated one it's something it's still not so bad. It's still not bad at all. It's still not too bad. So that's that's what got me comfortable with like, okay. And I, I went to their website and I, they have like, um, not secondhand ones, but I think people return them or something. And I, I got it for 230 See, ultralight's a misnomer in many ways um, because a lot of people go ultralight and then they realize that it's just ultra uncomfortable. <laughs> um, you're just completely, you definitely are putting yourself in an uncomfortable state and the extra three to five pounds that prevents it from being ultralight mm -hmm. but allows it to be comfortable is still light it's still ultralight compared to what most like if you mm. think back to the last episode and our discussion point is we were at 60 pounds 
<laughs> so, <laughs> dude, which is incredible to me because just carrying what I'm carrying now is like, okay, this yeah. is good. Most people are uh, 45 to 50 pounds easily. Yeah. So getting down to 30 pounds, yeah. 35 is still ultra light. It's just that ultra light in the traditional sense is for the through hikers that are down. They're hiking every day, day in and day out, yeah. and they're not doing it for comfort. They're doing it for where, like the destination and the, mm -hmm. like the, the goal, like uh, you're doing it. And honestly, I'm doing it. Most of the guys were going hiking with mm -hmm. to have a good time and hike. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. what's the point of putting yourself through discomfort if, uh, you know, just to put a label on it, like yeah. ultralight. Yeah. Well, hiking, that's the thing, like hiking, whatever amount of miles, like getting into a nice bed that you appreciate, like something that's comfortable, that's got to, that's 50% of it. You're spending 40% of your time in this thing. So I ended up buying these, they're called Python hammock straps. Mm -hmm. And they were like half or even more than half the weight of what they send you. These carabiners, or like I said, they're like straight up iron. I just got straight up lightweight hammock ones and these spreader poles. And this lightweight rainfly and a lightweight, um, uh, and they, they don't say this stuff on the website, which I don't know why they don't, but everything you, you have to look at it on your own or figure it out on your own. Like I want to make a video of how I made my Haven tent, like as light as I possibly could. So that video doesn't exist. You just found. I looked, nobody really did a great job. Cause I did my research. I'm like, I'm not buying this thing. If it's, if I can't get it down, like if this is just what it is in stock and I, nobody, in my opinion, I didn't see anything clear. So I, I, I literally want to make a very clear and concise and um, pictures of the products I bought, me using them, me setting up my, I want to hike with it for a couple of days though and like kind of document the hike a little bit and say if I like it or not like it and, and just make like a, I don't know, if you're considering the Haven tent for backpacking three or four days, you know, three nights or whatever, like not, uh, you know, hiking the entire trail, like from Georgia up to Maine. Is it, is it worth it? And there's so many people negative about it. Like, this isn't a backpacking tent. Like, they're just bitching and screaming and yelling. I'm like, it's not that bad from my perspective, but I'm not really an avid backpacker yet, so. Well, how long did it take for it to arrive? Did you order it on Amazon or Two directly? Days. No, that's a thing, too. Like, and I was looking at all different places, and they have it on Amazon. And I was looking for sometimes used stuff shows up on Amazon, returns, you can get them cheaper. I just logged into the website one day, um, and it pops up like a pop-up. Uh, so if you have pop-up block around, maybe it doesn't come up, but it came up and it says, do you want to buy a secondhand one or something? It was something about like, hey, this is an open box one or something for 230, like quick, it's going fast kind of thing. And I clicked on some stuff and it was specific. It wasn't the XL. There's an XL and a normal. Mm -hmm. So this is the normal. Like once you get so big, like over, if you're like a 220 pound guy, you can't, you have to go to the XL apparently. I'm just snugging this thing. I'm 190, 190 pounds, 5'9". So... I feel pretty good in this thing. I think if you get to like 210, 220, you start kind of hitting the edges of it a little bit. And then I think you have to worry about like maybe condensation, like rubbing up the condensation stuff. Did you figure out what you're going to do with your backpack? I bought a new backpack too. No, what do no. you mean? Like, like how to pack it? So when we hike, you either pull your backpack in your tent or you put it in the vestibule. Oh, yeah. So have you figured out what your plan is for storing or putting your uh, backpack and food and everything else. Yeah. So that I, there, there, there was a guy online. I did see a video where he actually, it, it I think it was a normal one, normal size one. Cause the length is pretty good. It's like six and a half feet. I, I could be misquoting that. So he puts his backpack in there at the far end. He clips it to the, to the line that holds up on top or 
you can put it outside the tent. I guess if it's good weather, like you just put a carabiner there. And that, I actually like that was attractive to me for a hammock because I can hang my shit up. Yeah. Like wet. Sure. And I know there's tree limbs and shit like that. Don't get me wrong. No, it's, they, it, it's actually called a guideline. Okay. Yeah. A guideline. Yeah. Guideline that yeah. connects. And the true ultralight people mm-hmm. uh, just go with a t- uh, tarp um, and a guideline. Or just put a tarp over it like a, like a Boy Scout tent. Yeah. So <laughs> there's, you know, the next step up, I think, is a tarp and they use their poles mm. to pitch their tarp. Yeah. And they sleep cowboys like right underneath with no yeah. netting or anything else. Mm-hmm. So that guideline is the basics of the top of your um, hammock, right? Like, yeah. That's what connects. That's what it holds like all the weight and right. stuff, I think. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, in those situations, they're not pulling their pack into the, I mean, what's the point in putting into it? the like, hammock. Yeah, like, or yeah. in an enclosed, yeah. you know, tent. They're pulling it under a tarp. Yeah. So it's the same same thing. You, yeah. you can put your backpack on the tree. Uh, there's simple tying methods to tie it to a tree right above your hammock. Yeah. Because you're going to be connected to a hammock, and then you use your uh, rain cover. Yeah. And... It's just as, it's just the same way as putting it in your tent. Yeah, they made this, and I bought one of these. And for if the weather weather's really shitty, it's called a one wind tarp system. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. So it's almost like this. Um, it's it's a it's a tarp that goes over your hammock, and it has it actually closes at both ends. Yeah, I have. Seen have it. you seen this? Yeah. And you can like kind of open it up, and you can. It's almost like a mock tent. Yeah. For your hammock kind of thing. So I bought one of those, like, if it's really shitty weather to take with me. It's like a pound. So does bad. this thing have a rain cover or is it just a... Yeah, rain fly. It has a rain fly. Yeah, it has a rain fly. You can hold it tight to it. No, which, your, your uh, hammock. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the one they sent me is the heavy one because mm-hmm. I got the open boxing. But you can order the lightweight one, which cuts it in half. Like, it's... I think the one they send you is... Like, it's heavy. It's like a pound, I think. I mean, I, I, again, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but the lightweight one is like under a pound it's like 11 ounces or something so you can shave weight off that way so is the shape of the fly a box or a triangle i think you can do either one um because you can it depends on how i offset it you can you can do a triangle i've seen some people do triangle and or you can do square when you can lay it on top of it it's got like toggles that Mm -hmm. you can like tie to it it's a square or you can open it up and make that square but yeah, I think like what you're getting at, like the pack and stuff like that. Like, but the people I watch, like they hang their shoes in there at night, like on that. What did you call it? A guide line. Mm-hmm. They hang their shoes on it. They hang like everything in it. Um, yeah, but it's kind of hard, like moving around in it. Like if you want to get up and get something out of your pack, and your pack is yeah. So Doc it's a little awkward. Did a hammock camp uh, on one of our hikes. Yeah. So he only took that and he camped in it couple times did he have like a tarp on top he had a regular camp or hammock with a tarp over top like just okay. not like a like a home depot tarp uh yeah <laughs> like a blue yep uh, i think it was green but uh yeah it was that that type of tarp that okay. you, yeah and he just had it tarped over he said the worst part was uh having to piss at night getting out of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> now yeah. keep in mind that was partially because uh he's a big guy too he's a big guy but also you know the condition that we went to bed in um yeah you're not sobering up like a half hour after you go to yeah, bed you so know? you might want to take a uh funnel <laughs> <laughs> like the full uh, actually not a bad idea lean over beer bong <laughs> and just kind of yep arc it out yep yeah 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 i can see that being and that's i mean that's what we're going to figure out friday we're doing that 240 challenge yeah. Everybody has to bring two forties and 
make their way a couple miles into the woods and see. What's, two forties make me pee. What's your uh, timeline for um, departure and uh, you know like leaving to go into the woods and exiting the woods for Friday? Uh, Friday, Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, so we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna put in. You know the the pike. You know yeah. Carlisle Pike. You know we're up. The trail is over above it. Yeah. My idea was to have somebody just drop me off there and just walk up the hill and get on the trail there, and that's a six miles to the Darlington shelter, give or take. Um, so that I factored in like two, three miles an hour. Do you mean from the Middlesex Diner by the Middlesex Diner on the Carlisle Pike? It is. Just past Cumberland Valley High School. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you go down there, right. So I, I thought about there's a parking area three miles underneath it, but nine miles is a little much for getting off work and trying to hike in. I thought that was much. So I'm going to try six. Ben's going to go with me, I think, around three o'clock. We're going to try to put in there. We're guessing we're going to get to the shelter like 6.30, um, give or take. And then um, I'm hoping that's enough time to get firewood and set up and, you know, whatever. And then the next day, Ben wants to kind of hang out, like not leave like 5 a.m. like we did on our trip. That was another thing. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. That was a rough one. But sleep in a little bit, like 7 or 8. And then that's the other thing, too. It's like, how do we get home? So the idea is that another guy coming brought his car and he's a little closer and he can just take us out of there. Yeah. So that hike between Carlisle Pike and Darlington is actually a really cool uh, section too. I see um, there's water. There is. What uh, is that? What stream is that? It, well, the Conan de Gwinnett's there and then there's another stream. I forget what it is, but um, there's like boardwalks and stuff built through there for oh. walking across. But there's a large, there's a mile, mile and a half section from Carlisle Pike to there that's just open. Like field. fields. You're passing warehouses and yeah. you'll go past like, uh, there'll probably be lacrosse games going on or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it is funny when you look at the aerial map on Google Maps of the trail and you follow it. Because I wanted to look at what Boiling Springs up to Darlington looks like. And I think it's like 12 miles or something. It's 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 a, dis it's a distance. But um, it's funny how you, you can follow the like patch of trees and everything like outside that patch of trees is like industrial or farm or something, but they preserve this like patch of trees for the trail. Yeah. Until like you were mentioning, there's like a mile and a half of just, you're kind of hanging out with cows and corn and, um, but that's, that's before it, right? That's before where I'm putting in. No, after I'm going to pass that. Yeah. Between where you're putting in and the, it's only like a mile, maybe less than a mile. Yeah. Um, till you get to pretty much the Conan de Gwinnett. Mm -hmm. um, at the, that section, you'll pass, I think it's the Appalachian Trail Museum, which is on Sherwood Road or something. Um, th that's where the boardwalk area is. Mm -hmm. We, uh, Vivian and I hiked that uh, three weeks ago or something, and uh, there was two guys hiking the trail together. Um, one's, one's name was Gandalf, and... <laughs> He was older. Their trail name? His trail name was Gandalf, and he was older and a uh, long white beard. Sure. The other guy's trail name was Dune, and Gandalf was cleaning off in the uh, Conan de Gwinnett when we came. And he, he Like was, like partially clothed? He was completely, yeah, he was had his shorts on. So he, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, we talked to him for quite a bit. Dune looked like he was just done. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started in Boiling Springs. No, he started from Georgia, but he was from Montana. And wow. he just, he, 
he literally looked like uh, he he just had it had enough. He said he had planned to do the whole thing, but he was planning to leave in Massachusetts. So so um, close though. I mean, once you get to Massachusetts, how much farther do you have? I think it was a t- uh, quite a bit. Um, I think it was a timing thing more than anything. Um, just went slower than he thought. Yeah, uh, he looked like it was going to be a struggle from there on out. Yeah, because that's still. I mean, from Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, I would imagine it's another couple weeks. Uh, yeah. Um, three weeks, four weeks, probably about that. It's I have no concept, but and Pennsylvania is all hills and rocks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The section of Pennsylvania he was coming up to was a tough, tough section. So yeah, he might have quit after that. Yeah, he might have been begging for you to take him home <laughs> to yeah. jump in uh, your car. I, I honestly think he was probably trying to figure out if there was a way I could give him a shortcut to some section further up. But yeah. Uh, we had somewhere else to be, and I just didn't feel comfortable offering. And but. did Gandalf start in Georgia too? Yeah, and he was from Texas, and he looked like he was fucking. He was gonna make it. He he was like close to sixty five or seventy estimate. He's, and what was his morale? Um, he was upbeat, positive. He was making um, uh, sandwiches out of uh, pita bread and peanut butter, and mm-hmm. or cheese. He had block of cheese. <laughs> And he was he had welfare uh, cheese. No, it was like a hard block of cheese, like a locatelli uh, or something. Yeah. And he was he made himself one, and he looked at dude and said, "You want a sandwich or something?" Mm-hmm. And guy was like, "Yeah, yeah." And mm-hmm. he, he made him and himself one, mm-hmm. and he gave it to the other guy, and that other guy like kind of perked up a little bit. Yeah. I I just I think the other guy was probably low on funds, just yeah. morale and everything else. But Gandalf yeah. looked like he was raring to go. And so we left ahead of them, and Gandalf ended up catching up to us when we were hiking along. Oh, wow. So he was, like, he was, he moving. was moving. Yeah. Um, and the other guy wasn't with him? Not even close. But he drowned himself in the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Or, like, Huck Finn, he probably made a canoe and tried to get out of there. Uh, he just, he looked, like, uh, downtrodden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny, because if you think about it, there's two people started the same place, and they're just experiencing it totally different. And the young guy, you would think, should have... The, the 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 up more upbeat attitude and it's interesting the older guy just knows how to maybe look at it a little bit differently or i mean how different could their experiences be where the one was happy and the one was like Bleh. i you know a lot of that can be just your place in life yeah yeah um, or what they experienced maybe you know there's like there's, what bad is yeah there's so many different things because the other guy did hike the dune like the uh Pacific uh, Crest Trail. Mm. Is it Pacific Crest or Pacific Coast? PCT. Okay. And he, he did that and completed it. So he had the experience already. Yeah. Um, that could be a factor. Yeah. You know, he could have just been thinking, why am I going through this again? Yeah. He's he's beyond it. He's done with it. Yeah. Yeah, because some people you say, like, let's go hiking. And they're just like, nah, I'm good. He, I, he could have been lying to me about everything except for the fact that he was downtrodden. I could see that. Like, Did he have shackles on and an orange uniform by yeah, any chance? No. <laughs> His ankles look beat up, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he could, I, you know, I, I didn't get the sense he was lying, but yeah, he just looked downtrodden. I, th- I think it'd be so interesting. You had mentioned about doing like a podcast on the trail and setting up like, like just staying at a shelter for three days, just not leaving the shelter, like camping at a shelter, setting up your equipment. And seeing who wants to sit down and talk. See, I was thinking about differently is like planning throughout the hike season to go every Wednesday like we did. Mm. And then 
saying, we're coming to you live from the Darlington shelter. I, that's interesting. And then when people are coming north. They're going to know you're there. Like they're targeting arriving at the Darlington to yeah. do their interview. Yeah. So then they know, you know, several months in advance or weeks in advance. Yeah. I'm, I want to target being there on Wednesday. Yeah. But you also like bring trail magic of some sort. Like the of stuff, course, you know, like squirrels, you have to entice them in. Yeah. Well, not even just enticing, just more of like the portable shower. If yeah. you do the interview, you can use the portable shower <laughs> right. over there. Uh, you can carry that in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, no, I just think the idea of like a whole season of interviewing people who come through yeah. and it could be 20 minutes. It could be yeah. an hour. It could be whatever, but you could edit it. I mean, even if you get, 10 minutes from each person like good story because there's going to be a bunch of bullshit you get there and not bullshit but like i mean people telling their story that's fine but there's going to be some really interesting stories out there i'm a part of this facebook group you you might be a part of it too it's the appalachian hikers 2022 that's just what it's called i'm not part of it so these people make a facebook page every year for the year yeah like everybody who's hiking through is on this facebook page and they're communicating with each other in there hey i lost my crocs at you know this mile marker or just general speaking you could advertise it on there. Like, hey, we're at the Darlington Shelter every Wednesday. If you guys have a story to tell or talk about the trail, you know, stop by and talk to us. Um, I think it's a great idea. I don't think there's, I think that it's got a lot of um, um, interest in it. I, I, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, it's just setting, like. There's like legends on there. When you read about it, like there's people that are, like they're just legends that like they hike it all the time or people know of them. It would be so easy for us to do. We've. You know, demonstrated the Wednesday, we mm -hmm. could go there, and you don't even have to stay. And you think you have like the right power source and everything. I know you have the battery-powered yeah. one, and the audio is going to be. Oh yeah, the audio would be great. I mean, I'm all about it. I don't know if we could take up the picnic table. Do you think because people are going to be like, they just want a, the picnic table to eat, and I don't even. I think if uh, with lanyard mics, you could set up around a fire. That'd be great, or you can get like um, tripod kind of situation. Come over to the fire, talk. I think it'd be, I don't know, man. I, I would love to do it. I mean, I'd love to help with it and we could set it up and get it, some really cool stories. At least try to commit to it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, um, you know, if it's not what we thought it was, it's not. But, I mean, and the, the Darlington Shelter is known for its toilet, so everybody's going to stop. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, I think people, it really depends on where they are in their hike. Like um, that uh, Orange Crush who I talked about in the last one skipped yeah. Darlington because mm. the it was pouring. She wanted to get. Where did you guys see her at? Which one? Cove Mountain. At the Cove which Mountain. Which was one. the next one after Darlington. Okay. But she hiked from Boiling Springs to Cove Mountain. Wow. And here's me looking at Boiling Springs to Darlington. Just like, whoa. Actually, she hiked further than Boiling Springs. She would have had to. Boiling Springs to Cove Mountain is about 20 miles. So it was, I forget the name of the shelter, maybe Tom, Tom's uh, run. Is there one before Boiling Springs? Mm hmm I mean, I would like you know, and I'm sure you're in on this too. I would love to just somehow hike all of Pennsylvania. Once I do these like section hikes, that'd be great. To, but how, that would take, how long would it take to hike all of Pennsylvania? Two weeks? You mean as a, like in one just go? Just through hike. Like one go as yeah. opposed to like breaking it up? Uh, yeah. Two, three weeks. Well, it depends on your pace. There, well, here's something. Have you seen me? I'll I'll, I'll throw <laughs> something out first that I've really been um, eyeing is there's something called the uh, three state challenge. I forget what it's actually called, but you're supposed to do the three. It's 48 miles in 24 hours. In 24 hours, 
Yeah. I don't think it's doable in this condition. I don't think we're in that kind of shape. No. But what I've thought about doing is the same thing in 48 hours. So um, even most most people that we hike with, that's too much. How many miles would that be? A, a day. Well, it's 48 miles in 24 hours. So it'd either be. Well, if it's 48 hours. 48 miles, 48 hours. Either 24 miles a day or. I'm thinking more like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and Ben just did seven the other day in the rain, which was too super fun, actually. We went from that one, uh, the parking off of Wurtsville. There's parking off of Wurtsville there. I don't even know what that That's is. That's Sherwood Road. Yeah. So we started there and we went up the mountain and then we went um, Darlington Trail. And then we we actually ended where you and, he, you and I started on our hike. Yeah. And it was like seven miles, I think, give or take. So it's two miles from that Sherwood to the Appalachian Trail or to the Darlington Trail. Okay. Which is the split. Yeah. Because so, right there, you have the Darlington, the Appalachian Trail, and the Tuscarora Trail that all meet. Yeah. If you continued on, you'd have that side trail to the Darlington Shelter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, it was before that. So we, we cut a right there to the Darlington Trail. Yeah. And then we just, did the trail me and you did yeah so yeah we did about seven miles i would think it was close to it yeah because it's about 4.9 so it's two yeah it's seven give or take yeah, 6.5 or something but it was pouring no, it's, out it's probably seven miles i'm just trying this I, I didn't know what the distance was between darlington and that sherwood yeah parking area yeah and we did it with our packs and um because i wanted to feel what it feels like and get a little bit better it's interesting i've gone on like six or seven hikes so far with like a 30 pound give or take pack and um i'm getting more conditioned it's interesting how that happens because it's like i took that from wordsville whatever that parking area is you just said up the mountain to the darlington trail with luke and i was like i was i was i was toasted when i got to the top and everything's flat from there down the darlington trail but and then doing this with ben i'm like we made the whole seven miles um it, oh good it, there's usually a difference between um Time of day, mm -hmm. who you're doing it with, mm -hmm. and in what condition you're doing it. The rain. I suspect that the condition you and Ben were doing it in was uh, more conducive to forgetting about miles. Mm, yeah, maybe we're just thinking about the rain or just even the humidity <laughs> and the heavy breathing. And I don't know. It just felt good, man. I feel like I'm getting up for it. And that's I like to do the six miles that I'm talking about. I, I want to see how I feel. All right, that was my interview with Bob. It wasn't really an interview. It was just us bullshitting about our camping trip. Uh, but we got in some other subjects after that. But that is basically the whole of it, us talking about our backpacking trip. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoy backpacking. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep buying more gear and uh, getting more into uh, the culture. So I'm looking forward to the future of me and backpacking. We'll see where that uh, ends up. But thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it.